You could sail the seven seas And some days we'll be still The mightiest rivers A trickle at the source So find your destination And always stay the course You gotta roll back that rock Desert flower is just a seed until it rains in this world of woe. You'll bear no remorse if you're true to yourself and you always stay the course. Stay the course on land or at sea. Stay the course until you fulfill your destiny. Stay the course to be all that you can be. Never falter, never fear. Don't be afraid to steer. If you travel far or near, stay the course, stay the course. Others blaze their own trail Some face the storm Some seek shelter from the gale We can't run with the big dogs Or stay up on the porch No matter what we choose We must always stay the course Stay the course On land or at sea Stay the course Until Falter, never veer Don't be afraid to steer If you travel far or near Stay the course, stay the course Stay the course On land or at sea Stay the course Until you fulfill your destiny Stay the course to be All that you can be Falter, never fear Don't be afraid to steer If you travel far or near Stay the course, stay the course Never falter, never fear Don't be afraid to steer If you travel far or near Stay the course, stay the course That same latitude as Rome, the vehicle for the masterful songwriting of Southern Ontario's Peter Boyer. With the song Stay the Course, the new single and title track of their new album, and Sean McCann, formerly of Great Big Sea, shares vocals and also plays the Boren on that song. Stay the Course is the follow-up to 2015's Early Days. Same latitude as Rome's very well-received collection of early Canadian history and song. To learn more about the new single and album, we're pleased to welcome Peter Boyer into the Folk Roots Radio Studio. How are you doing today, Peter? 
Oh, great. Great. Thanks very much, Jan, for having me. It's great to have you back. I didn't realize it was three years since Early Days came out. Oh, that's right. Time flies for sure. Yeah. So tell us about the the new album. Obviously, getting Sean McCann on the title track was pretty cool. Tell us how that turned out. Well, Sean is such a nice guy. Um, I bumped into him at a folk festival in um, in Newfoundland through my wife. And Sean tells us this story. It's part of his show. And he's toured all over um, North America. So he was walking on a path down to the ocean one day. And my wife, who is a, a, a collector of four-leaf clovers, was down on her hands and knees looking for four-leaf clovers along the same path. And he bumped into her. And uh, he was at a low point in his life and uh, making some changes. Great Big Sea had broken up. Um, there were a lot of things, you know, Sean has talked about all the, some of his the challenges, some the of demons, his, some of his demons. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so anyway, him and, and Lisa had kind of, a uh, became kind of kindred spirits and she told him, don't give up, keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, he was quite inspired by that. And so later that night around a campfire, we met and talked and, and so that began a friendship and, um. So when I was songwriting, I thought, I'm going to write a song for, uh, when I was getting songs ready for this record, I thought, I'm going to write a song for Sean. I thought about a maritime sort of theme, something that, you know, Newfoundland, I was sort of, I was in Newfoundland when I started the song. And uh, so that's how it came about, Stay the Course. And uh, when I when I shopped it to, to Sean, who's a great songwriter himself, of course, he uh, he was very... He loved it. He said, I really like this song, but why don't we do it together? And so that's how it came about. He said, well, when you, if you go to record it, let me know and I'll record it with you. So that's how it came about. So there's nine songs on the new album. This collection is a little different because after early days, I was thinking, well, maybe the storytelling is, is all going to be historical. Now, there are some historical songs on this album. There's also a some songs about different issues. I mean, I was coming up with my notes for this and thought, oh, I've got some very interesting songs. We've got a, a song about cheese we're going to play in a few moments. <laughs> yeah. There's songs about horses, yeah, uh, yeah. trucks and cars, and also, you know, the challenges that we all face. When you were putting this collection together, did you want it to, to step in a different direction with the album? Well, I'm kind of known for my historical songs. I've had the most success with them with the same latitude as Rome. But... I, I write all kinds of different songs, and uh, and so in the course of selecting historical songs, beginning with our 1812 CD, and then with early days, and then as I was getting this one together, I had I had several years of songs that weren't historical songs, and um, and some of those songs when I when I play them, one of the places I, I like to play in my local community is the Alora Acoustic Cafe. It's a great spot, and I road test songs at the Alora Acoustic Cafe. And people would come up to me and, and they would they would say things like, uh, oh, I love that song, we'll beat her trucks. When, when are you going to play that song again? So then I thought, you know what, I, I need to pull some of those songs out and let's not get locked into just Canadian history, which I love, but let's put some other things on. So that that's what I that's what we tried to do. So let's dip back in the album with a, another track. We're going to play... Perth's Mammoth Cheese, which when I meet you, they got that track. It's like, okay, I got to learn more about this. Uh, this is a true story, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You could never make a story like Perth's Mammoth Cheese up. Um, it, it at the turn of the century, um, uh, the at uh, the turn of the nineteenth century, 
the, the, the agricultural industry in Canada was very fledgling. And uh, in, order to, in order to promote it, um, the, uh, I, think it was, I think he was called the Commissioner of Dairy at the time, which would be the equivalent to our agriculture, federal agriculture minister. He, uh, he had this brilliant idea that they would make a giant cheese and they would ship it down to the Chicago World's Fair. Now, the Chicago World's Fair of 1893 was a very, very famous event because all of the, the, uh, the United States was just coming out of the Industrial Revolution, and there were all of these big industrialists, American industrialists who were there, who were demonstrating the, the m massive technologies of the day, big steel things. Like, the, the first Ferris wheel was, was built in the, at, at the Chicago World's Fair, and it was huge. The first Ferris wheel... I think each carriage held something like 35 people. So you can imagine. It would be like the London Ferris wheel. Anyway, the, that was the, the, the scene for the event. So here comes Canada. We're going we're gonna to promote ourselves. So we're going to send like a, a giant cheese on a special railway car down to Chicago. That was the Canadian approach to, you know, the, the, the opposite side of the American industrial might. And we sent this big cheese down there. And the first day they unloaded it, it fell right through the floor in the display hall. And so the, the whole story just goes on and on. It was, it, it was so fascinating that I just thought, wow, I got I to gotta write a song about this. <laughs> this is one of the things I love about your songs is you, you always learn something, something new. I was actually sitting there thinking, well, was it good cheese? Did it taste good? <laughs> you know, you always kind of imagine that. That's a lot of cheese to, to try and make. But um, yeah, it's a wonderful story. Let's play that song just now. This is Same Latitude as Rome with Perth's Mammoth Cheese from their new album, Stay the Course. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. It shone like a beacon of national pride Two meters high and eight meters wide Dignitaries basked in the honor and prestige Just to stand beside the world's biggest cheese It was made here in Canada, in Perth along the Tay For the World's Fair in Chicago, from the best milking way Every cow for miles around was milked by hand with care And Perth's mammoth cheese was soon known everywhere Have the rennet, make the curds, drain the whey, keep them stirred Salt them while they're warm and press them in a form That's how cheddar's made, eleven tons was what it weighed When the world came to see Perth's mammoth cheese The cheese was shipped like royalty in a special railway car and folks all cheered to see it pass from near and far On to Chicago to be proudly displayed But it fell right through the floor on the very first day Add the rennet, make the curds, drain the whey, keep them stirred Salt them while they're warm and press them in a form That's how cheddar's made, eleven tons was what it weighed when the world came to see Perth's mammoth cheese Perth's 
lots of dairies then, but now none remain. And fresh curds are a pleasure that's hard to find today. Yet times are different now and can't be compared to the days of 1893 at the World's Fair. Add the rennet, make the curds, drain the whey, keep them stirred. Salt them while they're warm and press them in a form. That's how cheddar's made. Eleven tons was what it weighed. When the world came to see Perth's mammoth cheese. That's how cheddar's made. Eleven tons was what it weighed. When the world came to see Perth's mammoth cheese. When the world came to see Perth's mammoth cheese. That's Peter Boyer with Same Latitude as Rome with Perth's Mammoth Cheese. It's quite hard to get your... <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister, that one. And that's from their new album, Stay the Course. It's coming out very shortly. Peter Boyer is our special guest in the studio chatting about the album. Now, I think when you recorded this, you went back to J.K. Gully, right, in um, Kitchen and Waterloo to record this. Yeah, J.K. is a fabulous um, musician. Um, he spent lots of time in Nashville and, uh, he, he, he's a, he's a bit of a, uh, he, he's kind of one of the part of the backroom scene, but he, he's known by a lot of people in the music business, but he, he, I wouldn't call him a mainstream, uh, personnel, a celebrity or anything, but he's a fabulous, fabulous musician. And uh, he has a little boutique studio in Kitchener, uh, called Blue Gulf Studio. And it's just so great working with them that it's just you 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 look forward to it like it's a treat to go in and to JK's little studio and, and well I remember he's a great player because I know way back you came in the studio with JK and I think he played a bit of mandolin yeah yeah you were singing playing guitar on yeah. some of the songs from early days but yeah. he's a fabulous multi instrumentalist as yes, well he as is. a great producer oh yes absolutely yeah. yeah tell us about some of the other people that appear on this album. Well, they're they're kind of like the a uh, little bit of the, uh, the the session players of uh, Southern Ontario. There's uh, a couple of acoustic uh, bass players that we that we li- lined up: uh, Matt Lima and Thomas Buda, and uh, uh, Gary Crowler plays accordion. Um, you would have heard the accordion, great little accordion part on uh, on "Stay the Course." Um, Gary plays in a in a polka band. He's probably one of the one of the most famous musicians of all of us, uh, the, the, because the in the Kitchener area, the Black Forest Band is is like epic, you know, like you with all of the with all of the events that are that go on there and the, with that in that area with the polka music, uh, Gary, the Black Forest Band is like real. That's the king, and so that's Gary's band. That's his own band that he that he plays with, and he's a fabulous accordion player. And then on uh, on percussion we have Mark Mariash, who's a, who's really a studio guy, but he he does a few he does a few live things and tours a bit, and um, and we have a uh, mostly I play harmonica myself, but um, on on one of the songs Blue Shelby Mustang we needed a really bluesy harmonica to go with J.K.'s playing, and it's one of those calls, you know, I I. I tried it in the studio to 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 do that, and I thought, you know what, it, it, it's not really my style. I play a folky style of harmonica on a harmonica rack when I when I accompany myself on guitar, and so we we got Roly Platt, who's 
a real harmonica virtuoso. And he does a fabulous job just on that one song. He did it as a special guest and, and sat in for Blue Shelby Mustang. So that fabulous bluesy harmonica that you hear on Blue Shelby Mustang is Rolly. And uh, that was pretty, that's pretty well it. Uh, I hope I didn't. Oh, Dale Rivard on Dobro. He's one of Canada's best slide players. Um, steel player, slide player. Um, he's an Essex County musician. And uh, it, was, it was great to have him. He's a fabulous, fabulous player. Now, we should mention we are actually in Leamington, Ontario, which is, is close to where same latitude as Rome started off. Because yeah. I think it was 2007 yes, that you yes. started yep. the band. I know you'd been playing music for a long time before that. And same latitude as Rome is basically because, uh, well, if you head into Point Pelee Park, you can see the sign where it says, yes, you are on the same latitude as Rome at this Southernmost part of Canada. Yeah, <laughs> and it shows during the winter. So what can, what can we say <laughs> Most about Most people wouldn't think that uh, there'd be any place in Canada that would be the same latitude as Rome, right? Especially this time of year, right, Jan? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it, it, certainly, it certainly is a, definitely a, a milder climate here. Uh, there's no doubt about that. We're going to go back to the album and play... Another fun track. Now, this is interesting because this is old guys with guitars, and I'm sure there must be an interesting story behind this one. Tell us about the story of this song. Uh, well, this is sort of a uh, a bit tongue in cheek and a bit uh, a bit um, a giving tribute, I think, in a way, to all my peers. And I, I'm an old guy with a guitar myself, so I'm not I'm not trying to kid anybody. I'm part of that group. I'm part of that uh, cohort of. Uh, of guys that grew up, uh, oh, in the in the 70s, even like I really date myself the 60s when I learned how to play guitar. And and when you go to open mics and things, it just sort of struck me that, it, and and even the folk audiences, people talk about the folk audiences at folk festivals being an older crowd, right? All the gray hairs, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and you know, trying to get young people in. Well, guitar playing is like that. And when you go to open mics and and your friends and everybody that you know, they're it's all old guys. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? When I was started out, when I was like 15, 16 years old playing guitar, there were no old guys with guitars. Like everybody was like 16 years old and going to be a rock star. And that was the background. And so I sort of put those, all those different ideas together. And I had, I had my oldest daughter, who's a fabulous music, musician herself and songwriter. She's out on Vancouver Island. I was playing it in her garden one day, working on it. And I was struggling a bit. And she was working away, transplanting some trees. And she put her shovel down and she looked up and she looked at me and she said, this is how the chorus should go. And she just nailed it. And so she has a songwriting credit on it. And she really helped me put the song together. Let's play that just now. This is Same Latitude as Rome with old guys with guitars from their new album. It's entitled Stay the Course. Peter Boyer, our special guest in the studio today. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio. Play me a song from way back when About changing the world, that's how it was then Everyone was young and about to be stars There weren't any old guys with guitars Everyone played, some better than others Some wrote their own, and 
that some just did covers Singer-songwriters play The cafes and bars There weren't any old guys with guitars We're old guys with guitars We ain't giving up Hope springs eternal We can't get enough The sky's the limit We're still in it Guitars, we ain't played our last song. Peter Boyer with Same Latitude is Rome with Old Guys with Guitars from his new album with his band Same Latitude is Rome. The album is entitled Stay the Course. Peter Boyer is our special guest in the studio. We're chatting about the album. I think as a songwriter, you're always collecting songs. You mentioned how you like to, to go to places like the wonderful Alora Acoustic Cafe and road test some of these songs. <laughs> yeah. Over what period of time were the songs for this album pulled together? I, I probably wrote the first one right after um, early days, which was 2015. I just sort of kept on. I just, as a songwriter, you just sort of keep writing songs as you get ideas. Um, and I, one of the best places for, for me for songwriting is when I sit on an airplane. It's a lot of downtime, and the movies are crummy usually, and you're crowd, you're 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 squashed into your seat, and there's not too much you can do. So I pull up my writer's my little writer's book that I carry in my backpack, and I work on songs when I'm when I'm flying, 
And uh, as I mentioned, um, our, our oldest daughter, Christine, is out on Vancouver Island. So we, we like to visit her two or three times a year to visit our grandkids out there. So it's a, it's a chance to uh, be on an airplane for five hours and do some songwriting. <laughs> and with the ideas, I mean, you know, on this album, we've got the, we mentioned the Perth's Mammoth Cheese. Uh, we also have songs about quarter horses, the songs about yep. trucks, yep. cars. Do you think about ideas that, you know, oh, that would be a, a good subject for a song? I'm sure you must pick up a magazine or a, a National Geographic and, and read some story and think, oh, my God, I think there's a song in there somewhere. You know, that's just the way it is. You, when you're a songwriter, you have to be tuned into the world. And a lot of times you get the idea for a hook or a, or a line comes to you from things people say. If you open your if you open your senses up to what's going on around you, you, you might be in the grocery store pay, paying for your groceries and the cashier will say something to you and you'll say, wow, that's a cool line, you know. You, but normally it'd be, you know, in one ear and out the other. But as a songwriter, you sort of stash that away and hopefully your writer's book isn't too far away because you forget them too. So you, you write it down. So then, then later when you, when you have like five hours on an airplane, you can crack your book open and you can sort of work on it and see if you got a song there. That's how the process works for me. And it obviously works very successfully because you've been fairly productive over the last few years. It, it's a lot of fun. Songwriting yeah. is a great art form. Yeah. So what happens now? The album is released very shortly. Will you be out touring it? Uh, yeah. Um, I, we don't have any plans right now. We're sort of going to wait and see how it hap- uh, what happens with the, uh, with the radio, uh, with the radio um, release of it. If it's uh, if everybody loves it and it takes off a bit, then we'll know what we can support going out. Whether I go out and perform it solo, or whether I, what you always hope for as a performer, Jan, is to is to have enough success and enough sort of momentum with the with the music that you can afford to hire some musicians to come out with you. And it it's really uh, it it's one of those things. It becomes unfortunately it becomes economic. It's an economic decision. You've got to, you know, if you if the music will support some more players, then it's more fun and, you know, it sounds better and you can do more. Well, I certainly, having seen you play with J.K. Gully, not just in the studio, but also in a live show, I'm certainly uh, looking forward to that. And I certainly encourage people, uh, check out the album. You can find Same Latitude as Rome online at samelatitudesrome.com. And I think there's going to be information on the website about the individual songs because one of the neat things about your songwriting is how it encourages you to learn more, not just Canadian history, but some interesting things like the songs we can't play today. You mentioned uh, Blue Shelby Mustangs on there. There is Old Beater Trucks. Wonderful song about a quarter horse as well. And I think you're a bit of a horseman yourself, aren't you? Uh, yes, I've ridden horses all my life. And uh, I wanted to give a tribute to uh, some of my friends who, it seems uh, it seems unusual, but in the 21st century, there are people that are still making good living training horses. Successful. <laughs> in this yeah. digital no, world, great. in this digital world, there's still room for someone who, who knows how to train a horse. We have time for one more song, and I want to play Lost Patrol, because this is a song that definitely has a really good story to it. Tell us a little bit about the story behind this song. Yeah, Lost Patrol is a, is a, it's a famous story in the Yukon, and uh, because it's a famous story in the Yukon, it's kind of obscure everywhere else. So I really hope that this song gets played just to have the story told so that people can, can think about it. 
right after the Klondike gold rush, the, the RCMP were up in the north at the time. Of, and unlike the American gold rushes, there was a lot of law and order. That's why you see those pictures on the Chilkoot Trail of, of all the guys they had to haul in two tons of freight and all this kind of stuff to support themselves. So there was really a law and order presence in the Yukon. And the RCMP of the day used to go on vast patrols all the way up to the Beaufort where, there were, where the whalers had a whaling station up there. And then they used to go, go all the way across over to where, um, uh, where modern-day Inuvik is. And they used to go down to Dawson. It was a big, it was a big trek. It was like, uh, oh, it would have been hundreds and hundreds of miles. It's a vast, vast, huge geography. The scale of the geography is unbelievable uh, up in the Yukon. And if you, uh, any of the listeners who want to go up the Dempster Highway, which is uh, one of the one of the most epic road trips in Canada, you can go to the Arctic Circle. Actually, now you can go right up to Tuktoyuktuk by car if you have. Probably by truck would be better. But anyway, that, that's the setting for Lost Patrol. And these guys at the turn of the century used to patrol these great distances with just like wool mitts. And, you know, they didn't have like high-tech polar clothes or anything like we have. And they didn't have GPSs or anything. They had a dog sled. And they had like a couple of coats on. And they used to sleep out overnight in minus 50 degree weather. And one of these patrols um, that was on its way from um, the, uh, the Inuvik area down to Dawson, Dawson City got lost in the Richardson Mountains. And uh, there had been heavy snows, and uh, the, the heavy snow obscured the, um, some of the geographical features, and these guys got lost in there. And there's hundreds of, like, blind valleys and little streams, and, and they, they just got... It was like a maze. It would be like getting lost in a maze. And... At the time, it was it was absolutely bewildering that they got lost. But when you've been up there in a, from a modern point of view and you look at it, you think, how the heck did these guys ever even attempt to, to travel vast distances like that, sleeping in a tent outside with, with a dog team at that, you know, in the dead of winter? Anyway, they, they, um, they perished. They perished. It was, a sad, it was a sad story. They were out there for like, I don't know, I think they were out there for like 45 days or something. And they finally sent uh, uh, somebody out looking for them when, they, when it became apparent that they hadn't shown up in Dawson. And of course, everything was very word of mouth and very slow, nothing. You know, uh, they, they realized that these guys had never arrived. And so they sent, uh, they sent actually the, the guy who's the, named after the Dempster Highway. Dempster went up, the, the guy who went and found them and accounted for them and their and the the terrible tragedy that happened. They named the Dempster Highway after him, and uh, they're they are um, they're buried up there. And uh, um, it's a it's a very tragic story, very tragic story. And when you go up to the Dempster Highway, um, midway on the Dempster Highway, it's a very very um, uh, wilderness area. And when you're traveling there, there's a there's a lodge at the midway point where you can gas your vehicle up and you can stay overnight. And in that lodge, they have it's filled with all of the memorabilia, uh, the stories, the newspaper articles, all of the all of the the local history of what happened. It's it was a huge story up in the, in the Yukon, and it's a really interesting. It, it is such an interesting story because of the of that territory 
and that part of Canada. It's so special. I was going to say they should have taken that cheese with them. But it, is, <laughs> it is a wonderful story. This is same latitude as Rome with the Lost Patrol from the album Stay the Course. Peter Boyer, it's always a pleasure to have you in the studio. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Hall. And it's a great album. Definitely check it out. Thank you very much, Jan. From Fort McPherson in 1910, Inspector Fitzgerald with three other men. Headed to Dawson with dogs breaking trail Patrolling the north and hauling the mail The snow was waist deep, the sky bleak and gray The landmarks obscured, so they lost their way The icy peaks taunted the valleys below Fought to survive the hunger and cold In the Richardson Mountains at 50 below The Lost Patrol wandered through valleys unknown The wolves howled in chorus to the northern lights glow For the brave Mounties who never came home Jack Dempster found them a few miles from home They lay where they'd fallen in a blanket of snow On each frozen face the story was told Of their last dying days lost on patrol In the Richardson Mountains at 50 below The lost patrol wandered through valleys unknown the wolves howl in chorus to the northern lights glow For the brave Mounties who never came home To nowhere, don't take a wrong turn Hard lessons come when they're too late to learn The Lost Patrol perished alone one by one Life's full of choices that can't be undone In the Richardson Mountains at 50 below the Lost Patrol wandered through valleys unknown The wolves howl in chorus to the northern lights glow For the brave Mounties who never came home The wolves howl in chorus to the northern lights glow For the brave Mounties who never came home 